Hi everyone and welcome to episode 7 of my podcast, Bruce and the Brujahas with myself, Cassandra Melody. Thank you for joining me for episode 7. This has been a crazy ride so far. Uh, last week on the episode, we talked about Canada versus US. I had my boyfriend Jason Jones on there with me and we had a little bit of a ha-ha and a hee-hee as we discussed some of the nuances between both countries. But at the same time, you know, we really did dive a little deeper and we talked about race and other factors like that, which weren't really a part of what we were going to talk about. But when you talk about um, two countries that are so similar, whose histories are so parallel to each other, it's kind of hard not to kind of go into these tangents, I would say, into race and whatnot. I mean, with the way the U.S. was discovered and then how Canada got discovered, and I'm not saying discovered from like um, our Aboriginal perspective, I'm talking about when the Western world came over and took over and did all the nastiness that they did, uh, you know, the colonizers, as we will say. Um, from that point of view and how history changed going forward, you have to kind of compare both countries to see that we started kind of from like the same yoke and then completely split as far as how our viewpoints are, how we operate, lifestyle, everything is so different. But it's funny because when you speak to people from like, Europe, Asia, even like the West Indies and, you know, other places in the world, they seem to think that Canada and the U.S. are like the same countries. And then when you're here, you know that, no, we're completely separate. And I think Canada still has an opportunity to create her own identity in this modern world. And it'll be great to see how that moves going forward, just so that we can actually have that distinction of, you know, we have our own morals, our own values, ethics, and so forth and so on. And kind of really stand apart and have people see us as two different countries i kind of think with justin trudeau being prime minister we're seeing a little bit more of that because i think like the way he handles trump is not like oh let me just be peaceful i think he tried that realized that shit doesn't work and he's become just a little bit more gully <laughs> i think that's the only word i can kind of describe it like he just straight up just like no yes no and I think more leaders need to be like that, um, especially when you're in countries that people think are so similar. You kind of have to start to, you know, just get a uh, get a little bit more gully, I guess it would be the great word to say. So for today's topic and uh, brew, it's going to be kind of interesting because if you've been following social media, you'll hear of these people who are quote unquote influencers, celebrities, so forth and so on, talking about a specific bag. And what this bag means and we'll get into a bit later but i want to put my own spin on that because i try not to talk about stuff that we see on social media that often because really it, it's like a flash in the pan it comes and goes comes and goes comes and goes and it can be quite tiring personally for myself to engage at that level i actually find it a bit childish to be honest like some of the topics they talk about how they behave and whatnot so i will talk about that a little bit um, later on down the line but for now just that's a little tidbit of what we're going to talk about and today's brew oh oh okay i'm feeling the stress already it's an india pale ale i have a long history with india pale ales i used to like ipas a lot growing up and then i kind of changed and you know i have a huge disdain for them i don't know what it is there may be a little secret into why that happened, but maybe I'll share later, maybe I won't, who knows? But for me, IPAs have never been my favorite beer, at least in the past 10 years, if 
not more, but when you first start drinking, like that was the, the beer I used to go to, IPA. So anyways, that's what we'll talk about today. It'll be about this influence and then also we'll have an IPA. Perfect. So today's brew is Omnipolo's Aura. Omnipolo is kind of similar to um, the Collective Arts Brewing Company. I, that's not probably the right name for it, but I talked about them at least three weeks ago now. Um, they are based out of Sweden and they have the same kind of vision of changing the perception of beer forever. So they have a lot of beers within their catalog, like almost every style was on their website, but they have the same idea of having a great quality kind of craft beer alongside some awesome graphics. If you have a chance, please go to the Instagram page and look at the can. It has like an Aztec-y type print. That's what I first saw as soon as I looked at it with a yin yang and the coloring's amazing. Like it's a black can and that's like a black labeled can. And then there's orange and purple and teal. I feel like these colors all just align and look quite beautiful. It'd be interesting to actually know what some of the symbolism is on here, if there is any, because for me, it definitely is a little psychedelic, but has that Aztec type feel to it, which is super uber cool in my opinion. But it is an IPA. If you don't know what an IPA is, India Pale Ale, this is a hoppy style beer um, that has been around since at least 1840, and it was developed in England. But what amazed me when I was looking at IPAs was the fact that the alcohol by volume can go from 4.5 to 17.2%. I have never tried a beer that's in that higher range around 17.2% ever. I think the most I've had is probably like a 10% beer. And maybe that was like a, is it Max Ice? <laughs> I think it's like Max Ice. That's what it was called. It was like a shitty beer that I had when I was like 18, like 17, 18. I was like, yeah, I can drink beer. And I was going for this a heavy hitter beer that like literally tasted like shit but you know I was drinking so I had to do my thing back then and um I used to chug that thing I remember <laughs> now I'm just remembering that these guys who I used to drink with like are in our friend group they used to call me Maxi because <laughs> of this beer Max Ice and I know it's still around it probably costs like I don't think it's probably more than three or four dollars for like a, almost a liter so ew. but back then I was like yeah this is a shiznit I'm going to constantly get this type of beer because, you know, I'm going to try to prove to everyone just how much I drink. But anyways, like I said, probably the most I've had is around 10%. So I can't even imagine a beer at 17%. Like when it comes to wine, I'm a really big wine drinker. I don't really drink wine that's over 12 to 14%. And when it comes to hard liquor, I don't even really do hard liquor that often anymore just because um, I can drink and drink and drink hard liquor, feel fine. And then maybe like an hour or two later, everything hits. And when I say it hits, it's like blackout, like I'm going to hit the floor. So I have to be a little weary or cautious when I'm actually drinking hard liquor. So I'll sip a little bit here and there. And the joke is like my favorite, like uh, harder liquor is tequila. I love tequila. I can't wait to have a tequila moment on this uh, podcast, but I definitely want to have tequila with someone because tequila is a fucking party and I need to have that with a friend for sure. But anyways, more about this beer. Like I said, it's an IPA from Omnipolo. It's called Aura. So feel the aura. It's like I told you, the colors on this can are pretty amazing. And it's a 5.9% beer. 
And they said that it has lower carbonation. So let's open this up. Ooh, that's your ASMR, guys. Ooh, sexy. Let's go. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I will say this, and it said it on their website. There's some Citra and Galaxy hops to give it a slightly tropical aroma. Now, when I'm smelling it, I can definitely smell that there is some more citrus than other IPAs I've had. It's actually not as dark as other IPAs. It definitely has more of a, um, like a, a how, how would I say this actually? It looks like the, the water, or sorry, the beer is actually a little filtered, if this makes sense. Like, sorry, not filtered, cloudy. Cloudy is what I was trying to say. I was thinking Hogarden. If you've ever had Hogarden beer, you'll know what I'm talking about. It has a bit of a cloudy look. This looks a little cloudy to me, which is surprising for an IPA, but maybe this is what the difference is and the way the oats are actually um, used in here. Only three ingredients, barley, wheat, and oats, which is awesome. Not much more additives in there. And they consider it a strong beer. From a flavor profile, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of IPAs, but this is a little bit more of an appealing one because of that fruity, tropical taste to it. It's not that harsh, bitter. Like I find with IPAs, they can have the most like weird aftertaste. And I'm not getting that with this. Just smell it again to see how it is. And yeah, I don't mind it, but it's an IPA, man. Okay, price point. So it's a can of beer, like 473 mils. I think it was between three to four dollars, um, which is fairly affordable. When would I have this beer? Never. Um, <laughs> uh, no, let me not be so dramatic. I, if I had to have this beer, this is an early in the day beer for me. Like it's a brunch beer. It's not an evening beer. I like a heavier beer in the evening as far as flavor goes. Like especially after a meal, I wouldn't have it. But this would be really great to actually maybe mix into like a drink. If you make shandy, if you're into shandy or anything like that, this would be a good um, mix because it is already a little bit more fruity and would offset and not contrast with whatever juice or other like pop or whatever you want to put in to make your shandy. So I recommend this for mixing with a shandy. If you like IPAs, you may not find this that strong. It is on the lighter end of an IPA. From what I've had, and I've drank a lot of IPAs and um, it's not bad. I just love the can, that's my problem. I'm finding with all these companies lately, they're really enticing and really, uh, they have really attractive uh, marketing or imagery on their actual product, which I think is a huge shift from what we've seen growing up. I mean, I grew up with the Coors Light, your Molson's, you know, stuff like that, your Paps or however you say that ribbon thing, most disgusting beer I've ever had in my life. Um, I've grown up with stuff like that. So you didn't really see this artistry. And I think it's really interesting that so many craft companies and other companies as well are starting to like merge beer with art. I actually think it's ingenious and it's a cool way instead of like, like back in the seventies, let's say stereotypically, you have your hippies, sixties and seventies, have your hippies and they'd smoke a joint, sit around the room and discuss something. I feel like the way they're trying to market beer right now is like you sit around the room with your friends, you drink a beer and you discuss the can, the artistry that's there. Like I love this movement, which is, pretty interesting in my opinion but um yeah and that's this week's brew like i said omnipolo or omnipoyo i don't know because 
This is a Swedish company. And I, I initially was going to say Omnipoyo, Omnipoyo, like, <laughs> like Omni mean, I think Omni means all inclusive and Poyo is chicken. So it's like all the chicken, like, <laughs> but no, it's pretty good. Try it out. And as far as the bubble factor goes, they actually said this had lower carbonation. So for a beer, it's quite low. It's extremely smooth. If you have any um, issues with swallowing, Lord, take the wheel. Um, you should not with this because it'll be easy to get down. Anyways, let's move on to today's brouhaha. Like I said, for today's brouhaha, I want to talk about influence. Influence, influence, influence. And um, what's going on with celebrity culture? So if you haven't been on social media, there was a singer. I'm not going to say their name because they already have enough claim and clout. We're good. And she said something along the lines of along the lines of if you don't have a Birkin, if your man doesn't give you a Birkin, what are, what are they really good for? I'm totally paraphrasing, but the whole context of that message was that, or the way a lot of people took that message, I should say, is that if you don't have a Birkin, you do not have X amount. You're not considered this, that, or the other. You're not on the upper, upper echelon or anything like that. And that conversation like really tore social media apart, especially like within the black segment. What pissed me off about it was the fact that I'm seeing a lot of people, younger people, and I'm saying younger being under the 40-ish mark, 45, 40-ish mark, who've achieved nothing of substance that hasn't required them to sell their bodies, their sexuality, um, no intelligence as far as conversations go or what they're contributing back to society, or they've been handed everything through their parents' hard work and here they are telling regular, degular, schmegular, poor people how to achieve status in life. And I find that challenging because I don't think it's socially responsible to do that. This whole conversation of this Birkin started having these kids, not these young people, I should say. I don't want to say kids because, to be honest, I don't like to be disrespectful like that when it comes to people's age. Because I remember being 19, 20 and people calling me a kid. And I'm like, no, but legally I'm an adult. But mentally, I'm thinking now you weren't, you didn't have enough experience in life to really understand certain concepts and whatnot. And that's a part of growing up and there's nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to go through the hiccups and the experiences to be able to get you to be who your truest self is. And I'm still on that journey of finding out who I am, right? But yeah, back to this conversation about this Birkin bullshit, um, or I call it Birkin bag fuckery. Number one, here's a bunch of young people using a Birkin, which a Birkin can range from like 10,000 to 200 to 300,000, no, even half a million for a bag, for a fucking bag. And trust me, I'm someone who loves luxury things. Like I love your Louis Vuittons. I love your products. I love your Dior's. I love that shit. I, I find it so beautiful. I grew up wanting to be a fashion designer and watching fashion television. Like every, I think it was Sunday or on the weekend, it was every weekend when Jeannie Becker and team would show us like the newest runway, what's going on. Christian Dior was one of my favorite uh, <clears throat> fashion houses because at the time, he's the head of uh, Maison Margiela right now. I forget, um, John Galliano, that's his name. John Galliano was the head of um, Dior at that time. And he would create these elaborate pieces of 
artistry, beautiful clothing, beautiful bags. The fashion shows would be like you're in a fantasy every time. And I loved being caught up in that fantasy. But it didn't influence me to like do things or think a certain way about what what life is. I think more than anything, it was more inspiring and aspiring like at that time just to like you know want to achieve these things but this generation like now where we are like anyone can get this stuff and I think the fact that all you have to do is have one good song out there get it going or be viral and then you can make money so quickly and in making money so quickly people think that they now have status and they do things where they you know where they buy a lot of materialistic things to say that they have status. I don't think that's right. I think we need to be teaching people about status. Personally, for myself, I follow a lot of pages on Instagram that are more about um, your personal brand, how to market yourself, how to build wealth, how to get out of debt. And I don't think enough people are doing these things or like actually adhering to them. And I feel like celebrities, as much as they're people, need to be mindful of what exactly they're influencing. If you're telling someone and you're 22 to 25 years old, you're telling people in your demographic, if you don't have this X amount of this or X amount of that, you're not really making it in life. You're, that creates a state of depression within a lot of people because they feel like they're not achieving. And we need to stop doing that. And I feel like, like more and more we keep discussing, let's stop doing that, let's stop doing that. But then you have these, these cases where these, I don't want to say uneducated people, but ignorant statements are made by people who are in a position where they shouldn't be putting them out like that so blatantly, like the statement shouldn't be out there so blatantly. And, you know, people are now like, oh, uh, uh, comparing themselves and saying, oh, no, I, I don't have it. I'm not up there. Uh, like, it's too much. It's just too much. I don't want that for myself and I don't want that for other people. And if you were also on social media, you would have recognized a few years ago, I think it was either January 2019 or maybe the year prior, there was a guy who challenged everyone and said, what exactly are we influencing? That shook the influencer um, and content creator, like kind of like market or people, um, because it really challenged how people were actually bringing products to light and saying, you should own this, you should own that. I love that speech. If you can uh, Google it or research it, it's what are exactly are we influencing? You'll be able to find this speech. And I forget how long he speaks for, but he has these valid points about the, in, the impact of what we're doing. If you're someone who likes the term uh, intent over impact, and if you don't understand what that concept is, I suggest you research that because a lot of times our intention of, oh, you know, this Birkin bag controversy, like, you know, I was just saying something, but the impact of that was the fact that a lot of people just felt inadequate. A lot of young people felt like they weren't up there and doing uh, the best. And what does that do? Depending on your mindset and who, how your will is, that individual might actually go like into the community and try to find devious ways to be able to obtain this level of status. And devious can be different to who you are. But a lot of times, you know, generally I'm talking about like stealing and stuff like that. I don't want to say um, sex work because I don't like to come down on people for sex work it is work <laughs> number one and to um you never know someone's position for needing to do that but if it's something where it's against their will and they're being forced to then that's where i have an issue with it but if they're willingly doing that then maybe it's a little bit different but 
you know, but to do that just to get a bag, like, come the fuck on. Why don't you get a fucking house? Why don't you get, like, some property? Why don't you get a fucking education? Why don't you start a business? Like, there's so many other things you can do besides having these materialistic things that do not really hold value. And, like, yes, a Birkin can be around forever when you can sell it later on down the line, but why are you holding on to stuff like that? Like, it's so material. It could easily be lost, too, you know? Anywho, if like I said, if you have a chance, find that why are we, what are we actually influencing speech by this gentleman. And if I can find it, I'll try to um, tag it into this post because I think it's so, excuse me, I think it's so important for people to actually um, review it and kind of see what it's about. Um, you know, and I think what we need to do as well is we need to turn influencing into something that's for the greater good like i just stated some things that people could do to actually influence you know um and that starts with your mindset from day one of like are you going to allow people to influence you to do things that is not in your best interest for the sake of saying you've done it and that like leads to like or lends to like uh peer pressure we all know growing up we had a shit ton of peer pressure um whether it was to smoke to drink to party to have sex whatever you know, do we ever have peer pressure to have good grades? <laughs> like, why does it always have to be something that's not always in our greatest good, especially at that time in our lives? I wish I had more peer pressure growing up to be like, go to school, get your education, do this and do that. But a lot of times for me, like my peer pressure was like smoke weed, drink, party, party, party. There was sex. There was all these other things like that. And it's really easy to cave into it. So as we're raising children, as people are raising children, we have this opportunity um, and the control within ourselves to teach them about influence and what is beneficial. I think taking the standpoint of, is this for the greater good of yourself and for society? And that's where we should move influence to. And it'd be pretty good to actually get that going for a lot of these younger people. But I, I keep struggling with social media and I don't discuss it as much, but I've had some conversations recently with friends, you know, the impact of social media. So back in January 2019, I took that month off. Yeah, I took that month off um, of social media. I closed on all my apps. Um, I think I went down to YouTube possibly. Like I literally was skimmed as far as what I was going to see because I just needed a break from all this content being pushed at me, all these messages being pushed at me. And I'm someone who's not young. I'm in my 30s. I mean, and I'm still impacted by other people's need to like tell me what to do, tell me how to act, tell me who to be so that I can fit into the social uh, prism of what's acceptable and what's good and what's, you know, and what's what's the next level and stuff like that. So I know that for me, that that 30 day challenge or like the month challenge I gave myself was challenging. It's so easy to wake up, go on to social media first thing in the morning, look at your apps, do this and do that. Half the time we're half asleep, sitting on the toilet, taking a shit with our phone in our hand, seeing what's going on. <laughs> and don't lie. You know you do this all the time. You know, first thing in the morning, that's what you're doing. It's an escape for people who have kids just to just to like see something that's mindless. And that's where I have the biggest challenge. The more and more social media content that I absorb from these quote unquote influencers, the more mindless I become. What are my thoughts? What are, what do I, what's my vision? What do I want to do? It really is so distracting from actually achieving your own goals. And 
even in the past few months, I've noticed I've been on my phone a lot more, which is funny because you'd think during like the the hardest part of quarantine, which I would say was from March to like June. March to June was the hardest part of quarantine for me here in Toronto. After June, summertime, I was able to get a little bit out. Things were happening in my life that were really positive and I just kept moving. As we moved into the fall, it's also been a pretty easy, not easy, but it's been easier than that, that initial shock of March. And, uh, you know, I've just been able to kind of be more myself and whatnot and then realize what are some things I want to do. I don't want this to be a sitting duck year where all I'm doing is sitting back. I'm only on social media and all I'm talking about is, oh, look what uh, this celebrity did and look what that influencer did and look what this content creator did. Why can't I be that person to be doing things for myself and, you know, creating new spaces? So that's where my mindset has gone and the shift has happened for me because you can't just sit back and constantly absorb all the time. And that's where those who are influencing need to be much more mindful. I'm someone who is trying to preach more mindfulness within myself and not to people, just within myself, being aware of what I'm absorbing, how I'm absorbing it and what it's doing to me as a person, an individual, my psyche. Like, is this beneficial? Am I getting anything from this? And most times I'm not. Like, today is the day after Halloween. Happy November 1st, everyone. And I just remember waking this morning and going on social media. You know, I'm one of them toilet people too. And it was just a lot of, look at this person's contest. Uh, uh, It's not contest. Look at this person's uh, costume. Did they kill it? They ate it up? Oh, look at this person. Who did it better? This constant comparison to other people, to judge people, to criticize them. Like, that's what I woke up to. And if we, if, as me as an individual, I'm seeing this and I'm saying, wow, like, dude, like, this is what I woke up to. Like, what are other people seeing? Because I'm trying to limit, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm trying to limit what I'm seeing when it comes to social media. But other people are, are still caught up. Like, I had a friend who had a challenge and they love social media. They had to be off it for a week. I asked them, how did it go? You know, because I had to stop sending them little, you know, posts on Instagram <laughs> for that week they're off. And it was a challenge for them. And it, it's rightfully so. We've been in the social construct of your phone's always in your hand. You have to absorb, 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 absorb content that you don't have time to think and be clear about things. And, you know, even though it was a challenge, it was also a blessing for uh, my friend because she's able to like sit back and focus on other things and, you know, assess how she wants to move going forward. And one thing she did was she turned off all notifications. That simple, like that one simple item that she did or task that she did, you know how much stress that can relieve from you? Because I know personally that when I get a notification, I'm always like, oh my God, I got to check my phone right now. What am I being told? What do I have to absorb? What's going on? Like this need to be that close to everything needs to stop for my life. At least I am taking a step back because I'm tired of just all this absorption. I'm not a fucking sponge. And even as a sponge, you can only absorb so much. I'm at that point of, I can only absorb so much. Anyways, just had another sip of this beer. Jesus Christ. This IPA is very interesting. It, it keeps changing flavor over time. But yeah, my goal for this week, I think, is that I, I want to take a little bit more of a step back from social media. If it's not educating me, if it's not providing value in my life, then I just don't want to be 
a part of it. And I want to focus on things that make me better. And I noticed, like I said as well, like in the past month or two, I started to focus on other things. And I was able to achieve more in the past two or three months as far as some personal goals I have because I'm taking that step back. I'd actually had someone who I dated before. They had said like, why do you always watch this one girl on YouTube? Every week, dedicate your content. Absorb, absorb, absorb. Dedicate your content on Instagram. Absorb, absorb, absorb. At the time, it just kind of like planted that seed of, do I really absorb that much from this person? But I was. And I had to take a step back from her as much as I want to support her. Because that's the other part. You, we want to support people, right? And we know that the way the world's working is through influencers and that's how we get our content and our marketing and all that kind of stuff and that's what's leading us to buy more and do other things like that but as much as I want to support people I have to support myself and supporting myself right now is really about taking a step back from all that absorption especially the ignorant comments and like framework that's out there as to what success is only you can define what is success for yourself whether that's owning a house, whether that's going to university, starting a business, etc. Maybe it's being at home with the kids and raising your children. Maybe it's living off the grid. Maybe that's your definition of success. We need to promote more ideas of what success is. And then, you know, it's just better for people to be able to live the lives that they have and not feel like they're not, you know, being what is the social norm or social acceptance or the top of that social prism and for my goal like I said it's to really take a step back this week and I want to assess and I want to share with you guys next week what I found by taking a step back so I'll talk about what that step back was and like you know what I felt after doing that but anyways that was me this week you know episode seven just talking a little bit about influence it's really been on my mind a lot lately and you know I hope you guys have a great week It's November. Get ready for winter because winter is coming. And yeah, talk to you later. Okay, bye.